What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Today's show is going to be a fun one. Brandon Sprague, radio host here in Portland on 1080 The Fan and the host of the Jack Ramsey's podcast, joins a program, and we're going to talk about the Blazers' offseason you know, how Brandon feels about it as we get into the middle of August and where the Blazers stack up with a new-look roster in a Western Conference that's going to be very, very challenging. It's a fun conversation. Let's get into it. Joining me now, you hear him on your morning radio on Dirt and Sprague 69 a.m. on 1080 The Fan or wherever you get the internet at 1080thefan.com. And you listen to him on the Jacked Ramsey's podcast. Also, without the article, Jacked Ramsey's, a Trailblazers podcast. It's Brandon Sprague. How you doing, Brandon? Oh, it's good to be back with you, Richmond. How's summer treating you? Oh, it's treating me really well. I'm back from vacation. As you know, your boy was in the Hawaiian Islands. Oh, oh I'm so jealous. I'm so, now, so jealous. I'm back on the internet radio. I'm, <laughs> I'm back on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts, yeah. making Blazers content in August. What? I and mean, it couldn't be better. Could It's yeah. truly the dream. You're living, you're, you're the, the hardest working man, maybe in the Blazers media market. You do a podcast every day because you're a, you're a psycho. You are a psychopath. You do an episode every day. And so I'm glad you got to vacation a little bit, go to the Hawaiian islands, treat you well every time. And uh, it's good to have you back in the scene, man. Cause we need your voice. You're important. Yeah. Well, luckily I've got friends to make this, um, this uh, let's call it content push possible uh, because <laughs> listen, there's not a lot of stuff happening with the Blazers. In fact, I are going to talk to you a little bit about the team released a slow motion video today. We got, we're going to do five minutes on a slow motion video. Uh, yes. we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, let's just your general thoughts on um, like how you feeling about this roster now that we've made it to August and it seems like this is the crew. How are you feeling? Uh, I, you know, I feel pretty good. I, I would say I'm, I'm kind of the feeling I've described to some of my friends behind the scenes who have always asked me blazer questions is think of like, if you studied for one day and then you took the test and you got a B minus, like whatever that feeling is, is basically how I feel. Like, am I, am I mad? Probably not. Uh, cause I, I, I'm an admitted, I, I root for the team. Like I don't, right. I'm not, I'm not necessarily a beat guy. I just give my opinions and sometimes it's not great, but I didn't expect them to turn over all the stones and get every seven, one player and six, eight player. I wanted it to happen, but it didn't happen. Jeremy Grant's an upgrade. You addressed a point of attack defender with GP two. Uh, ants off ball numbers were good. I hope that carries over. And Oh, by the way, the one thing that the whole league seems to overlook Damian Lillard's healthy. So yep. I'll take all of those things. You found maybe a gem in Jabari and you hope Shaden can maybe get a couple minutes here and there in the regular season and get his feet wet. So all in all, I, that's how I feel. A B minus on a test that I barely studied for. There you, go. you just showed up and you passed. And you're like, I, <laughs> Hey, listen, let's keep it moving on to the next. Right. Yeah, right. I, I, is, do you think they're better? Like, do you think they, like, obviously they improved from what they were, but do you think they're, they're better than they were at the start of last season or what is your sort of different feeling start of last season to this season? I think it's easy to look at the roster and you say not better or as same level, same level. I, yeah. I, I think the reason that it went so sideways is because even though the names on the roster sounded good, you know what I mean? They're like, uh, we we've got Larry Nance. Hey, we got Larry Nance. We got CJ back Dame back. Yeah. That all sounded good. And then you realize that that team should have been blown up, but the general manager was, you know, reluctant to do so. So 
there's a danger in running it back in this league, and they experienced that firsthand last year, plus their star player was hurt. I do think they're better. Uh, I do. I, I think there's a lot of pieces on it that could maybe fit a little easier, a little smoother. They're going to play a lot of small ball five, so that yeah. could be terrifying in certain matchups. But, yeah, I think they did get better. I think they addressed their defensive issues. It's the best four they've had since, you know, fill in the blank, probably LaMarcus in the Rolo probably, days. Probably LaMarcus, yeah. Unless so, you're a really big Al Farouk Aminu believer. And even then, he didn't have any offense. Like, he could he could no. make three. He would make he would have a game every week where he'd make four threes. And you'd be like, yeah, he could kind of shoot. But then he'd have a game uh, later in the week where he'd hit the side of the backboard on a three. And you'd say, oh, man. Um, whatever. Grant's way better than him. I'm totally Yes. Kidding. No, well, I, I think it's kind of just what you're saying. Al Farouk had some nice moments, but I'm not going to get nervous when Jeremy Grant starts dribbling the ball. I right. always did that when Al Farouk started dribbling. So overall, yes, to answer your question, I, I do think it's slightly better than what they had last year. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think there's reasons to be uh, to be a little concerned about, about the size mostly uh, and the depth up front. Uh, the outside perception seems to be that the Blazers are uh, not very good. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty normal. That's pretty normal this time of year. I think uh, it's like fun to freak out about if you're a fan and then like, you know, they sleep or whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the outside perception seems to be the Blazers are like the 10th best team in the West. I believe ESPN released their power rankings uh, when you're listening to this, dear listeners, last week uh, that said the Blazers were the 10th best team in the West. There was a projection of them winning 35 games. Uh, a couple different sports books, including betonline.net, had them at 40 and a half was the over under. Where are you on that? Like, is that, is that, is this really, are you aggrieved at the way they've treated your beloved pinwheels? <laughs> I've never one to really get that upset. I, I kind of more, if I think it's really ridiculous, I kind of just get a chuckle out of it. So you're telling me a 27 win blazer team is only eight wins better with an upgrade at the four and a healthy Damian Lillard. Okay. All right. Well, if that's what you think, then that's fine. Um, they suffer from what most I think assume is a stacked Western conference. Right. And when you don't have another all-star on the roster, I think it's easy for writers nationally and headquarters of ESPN to go, They'll be lucky to be in the play-in. I, I think the reality is there's a top-end tier to this Western Conference. There's a slight middle tier, and then there's like a bunch of question marks. Right. And unfortunately for them, they fall into the question mark standpoint. I think as high as they could get, all things fall into laps. Injury luck kind of goes their way, not against them. I think at best they're a six, but I think largely in the seven to ten range, like I'm not upset by that prediction. 35 wins is a bit ridiculous to me. Yeah, th 35 is wild because like uh, they were awful last year. Like they were yes. awful. They tried and, to be awful. And, but even before that, when they shut it right. down, they lose by whatever it was, 33, 35 to the Lakers on, on New Year's Eve. That's it for Dame. He looked so bad in that game. It was like, oh yeah, his body's not right. And this is like another reminder. Um, the Lakers finally made shots. They win that game. The Blazers shut it down. They were on pace for like 38 wins. They were bad. And they were still going to win more than 35 games. Like, right, right. Um, so I don't know. 35 seems crazy. 40, I would even, I even think they're going to win more than 40 just because I think da like Damian Lord guarantees you 39 wins. And then you just yeah. like bring another, you find another two wins with the rest of your roster. So I, I agree a lot with that. I, I kind of lean more on like the 43, 44 camp, maybe 44. Right. And what I, what I would say to that too is, the reason I always lean with that, because their number always, even in the Dame CJ stuff, was like 42, right? It was right. already right in that wheelhouse. 
but the, the benefit they get that some of the upper echelon teams won't have because well, they don't want to, they'll give a damn. Every right. single night, that team will care. I think Dame is going to be on a mission to say, F you, you forgot me. You're ranking Trey Young over me now, Bleacher Report. Thank you for that. And so because they care and because Dame's always able to get buy-in from, from the dudes he's playing with, I just think that in itself buys you like five to six wins, especially in games where people don't think you'll win. And so I, I tend to lean the over of 40 and a half. I think they're going to end that 43-44 space. Uh, but seven to 10, I mean – Sure, they'll be in the play-in, but I, I would pick them to win a play-in game and get to the playoffs. Uh, I forgot that you got so mad at Bleacher Report about that Trey Young thing. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, are we really – we're really going to do that? Like, Trey Young? I mean, Trey Young is a wonderful offensive player. But if you're like – but if you're like, oh, you know, Dame's so good, but he doesn't play defense. Y'all got to watch my man Trey. Y'all got to watch my man Trey because he is um, even worse on that end. Um, Special player, going to be really freaking good at this league. Uh, Damian Lord's got the bona fides and a whole long track record of being really good and winning a bunch of games. So come on now. Nate McMillan actively. I watched Hawks games last year because I was excited to see them. Oh, yeah, they were fun. Nate McMillan actively subs in offense for defense with Trey Young. Like, I know Dame is not the greatest defender in the world. You ain't seeing Terry Stotts sub out Damian Lillard in the final two he's minutes. He's not for calling defense. DeLon right. He's not like, <laughs> right. He's like, DeLon, 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 we need you. We need you because Trey's going to get picked on. Um, yeah. No, I'm totally with it. Um, I think there's a there's a world where Trey Young is better than Dame in the next two seasons. I don't think sure. that's outrageous because of just age. Uh, Trey's like 23. Dame's going to be 32 or just turned 32. Happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> to... Uh, I was going to th- shout out his, uh, whatever his sign, but I forgot what it is. Happy birthday to a cancer King out there. There you oh, go. Cancer King. Okay. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, a watery fellow. Um, but yeah, I don't, I think now it's, it's outrageous. Today's show brought to you by built bar, the best tasting protein bar that there is. I've been eating pro t- I've been eating built bars regularly. Part of my routine for closing it on three full years. Personal favorites that are typically in my cabinets are peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream, but they always got new flavors, a whole bunch of puff flavors with a marshmallowy texture. They got some old staples that I love. They're always cranking out new ones that all of them are going to pack a punch. On average, 17 grams of protein, 140 calories, just four net carbs and four grams of sugar. Tastes great. Good for you. Don't think about it. Go get yourself some. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for for 15% off at built.com. All right. Drop you back into more of my conversation with Brenton Sprick. Is is your perception that Dame's going to go nuts? Like, is that, like, you you kind of said you think he's going to, is this... You know, uh, there's that clip of him in the bubble when I, I forgot the, the context of that game, but I was reminded of it recently. He scores 61 against Dallas. They win in a just wild shootout, 134-131. And Dame yells at the seven people who were in the bubble, which was like Chris Haynes and Ben Golliver. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, put some respect on my MFing name. Yeah. Um, do you think that's what this is for the first part of the season? Do you think it's a put some respect on my MFing name situation? So... You know, crossing over our streams here, a lot of people in the media don't want to cross the streams, Ray, but uh, we play Ghostbusters in our world. We will cross streams. So shout out your podcast. Shout out our podcast. Yeah, you guys just did this. What does a healthy Damian Lillard look like? So Yeah. yeah. And so like, I I, I just think it's like second all NBA type Damian Lillard stuff. And if you go back when he made that last, it was 28, seven and four were his numbers. 
Maybe it's slightly below because he shares the rock a little more, trust Jeremy, trust Ant, et cetera. I think this dude has to be on a mission. I mean, he just did an interview with Lamar, and we're going to get it next, this coming week, I think, where it's going to come out and say, basically, I envision a parade in Broadway. And there's yeah, no I saw way, that clip. I saw that clip. Yeah, yeah, there's no way, Mike, a dude built like him coming out of Weaver, all the slights in the world, doing what he's done in his career. There's no way he sits out a year and sees all this jaws better than him. Trey's better than him. Kyrie, as wacky as he is, better than him. Look at Steph winning another championship. That dude isn't built to sit back and go, eh, he's built to play on that. And so, yes, I do. I buy into it. I think he's going to hit a 40-foot three-point shot to start the team's year. I think he's definitely on a mission if he's healthy. And I think that's going to be good news for Portland because a, a healthy, on-a-mission Damian Lillard tends to lend itself to a pretty good, entertaining season. Yeah, I mean, like, Dame will drag you along to a winning season. What happens beyond that is so much a roster combination, all those things. But the regular season is a different beast than the playoffs. It's just a totally different sport. And I think, like, motivated, angry Dame is good enough to get you there. Um, and I believe, I think some of that, those, you know me, I'm like, I'm like, that doesn't exist. I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. But I, there is some truth to, like, um, you know, he took six months off. And I know from people who are around the team that he was like, I, this has been really good mentally for me. You know, I've been on a break. He was, you know, going to Raiders games and stuff. And he wasn't mm -hmm. even traveling at the end of the year. Like he wasn't on the road trips and stuff. The other guys, injured guys where Dame wasn't. He had real time away to be a dad, to be a husband, to be like a, you know, a Westland resident or whatever, and not a obsessive basketball player. I think the mental break is as much as anything. I don't know about the health stuff. I, I wanted to trust Dame forever, but when he said he felt incredibly healthy at media day last year and then was yeah. obviously hurt right away, I'm just like, let's see it. Let's see him play. But the mental break, I think, is real, and it's something that guys aren't typically afforded. I think, you know, I think the tough part for pro athletes, especially like baseball, basketball players deal with it because of the length of the season. I, I think sometimes, look, offseason was not what we thought it would be after the Denver series. Right. His boy is on the team. He's not going to actively be like, trade my, one of my best friends. He, right. he can't do that, right? So I always think there's a bit of fibbing to yourself to kind of get yourself going. And, and I'm not saying that he's fibbing again about health. He clearly got right. Totally. Uh, he, got, he, had, he had surgery. He's, he, he, something he, was yes. addressed. Yeah. He addressed whatever was ailing him. Uh, I'm with you on the mental break stuff. Like, that's big. You know, there's a reason Jordan retired, right? Not to put him in that, that hierarchy, but like, but just to same say, idea. Yeah. It's, it's a break. It's, it's a grind. It's a hard season to get through. Plus, you got to deal with, oh, you're uber successful, 100 millionaire, and you got 19,000 cousins calling you every week, needing a loan because they want to start a business. I just, that's probably what that life entails. I look no further than trusting him. Not that he's alone here, but by Trinan Watford calling him and he is poolside half drunk going, oh, you guys won the summer league championship. That's <laughs> awesome. He's living his best life, getting ready for the grind again. And so I'm going to put my eggs in the Damian Lillard basket because I've questioned it at times. I've wondered where they go. I'd pick against him in series and he's proven me wrong too many times to count. So yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the Dame is healthy. This is a new thing for him. Yeah, I, that, I, I'm not worried about him, honestly. Uh, I, I worry about the sort of, I mean, the vibes were so bad last year, just like the everything around the team that I think that was worse. And then it's like Dame was playing a ton of minutes earlier in the year and he was playing poorly. And it's hard to lead and hard to get rally guys when you're shooting bricks, you know? Like it, Dame's an elite yeah. offensive player and it's hard to be, 
it's hard to do what he does and then not be able to back it up. And I think if he's healthy, he's able to back it up. And then all the soft stuff that makes him special, the leadership, the motivation, it, it comes easier because you could say, oh, yeah, this guy's bringing it. I, I think um, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I think what we overlook as peasants to the sport is to be as great as these guys are. And especially at that level, I think the hardest thing for them is to admit that they just don't have it in the moment. Yeah. Right. And the concerning thing for me wasn't even the start or a game one because, oh, let's not forget, they opened the season by losing at home to the Kangs. And he bricked a three at the buzzer. He started the season. Mike, tell me when you've ever heard of this happening. The star player starts the season and basically says, please stick with us. This is not going to be great. Yeah. You remember that? The address yeah, on the mic. On the mic. might not be great. Stick with us here. It's like, wow, red flag, red flag, red flag. And then they lose to the Kangs. And I'm like, this is not. This is a weird season. Yeah, I think I played that audio on the pod. It's like, it's like, is, is everything okay? No. And the answer was no. The answer was obviously no, right? Like, and it had obviously not been okay for since the moment they lost to the to the Nuggets in the playoffs. But it was like, you know, usually Dame is fiercely optimistic to the point where I, um, unfortunately, there's a video a podcast now, so I'm rolling my eyes like, okay, I hear you. Um, but it's like the fierce optimism was not there in the same way that it was. And I think, um, I think we'll hear it because I think he, I think he know he believes what you've said is that they've addressed some of the defensive concerns. The roster's a little bit better. It makes more sense than it did a season ago. Like it did it, your four best offensive players. Aren't all guards. Um, it's like, it's it, you have more, more variety, more, more versatility in all of those things. So yeah, I, I, I think there is obvious reason for optimism, but I think like you've said, it's like, you know, the West is so freaking good. Optimism might be 45 wins, mm -hmm. sixth in the West. And you and you could, I will really sit here on this podcast where my hottest take is that it's okay to be okay and say, that's a good, they had a good year if they, yeah. if they finish sixth in the West. If they avoid the play and they had a really good year because there are, there are nine very good teams in the Western Conference and then there's whatever the Lakers become. <laughs> well, I mean, the Lakers are just one of like, I think a lot of teams that you go, how good or how bad? You know right. what I mean? Like, where is that thing going? Because if they're healthy, I, I mean, it's LeBron and AD. I, you know, right. I'm going to give them the benefit if they're healthy, but they're not. And then Westbrook is still there. So there's just, we know the players, right? We know it's Golden State. We know it's Phoenix. Uh, we know it's, uh, the Clippers are probably going to be back now that PG and Kawhi are both healthy, right? You probably lend to give Denver some credit because, oh yeah, they got the two-time MVP, and then maybe Dallas, if you trust Luca, even though many people think that they got worse, Luca's still amazing. MV MVP caliber player, absolutely. After that, man, it's like, it's oh Memphis. I'm I'm shortchanging Memphis. So like you're already have at five some, to the, six. Memphis maybe got worse though because Jaron Jackson Jr. is injured and he might be True. out until Christmas. They True. lost they they lost uh, Kyle Anderson slow mo. Yep. They lost to Anthony Melton. They did add one of the greatest winners of all time in Danny Green. So um, what are you going to do? It's just a guy who wins right. everywhere he goes and always has. <laughs> what, college did he, what college did he play at? Oh, he went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Oh, that's right. Team that beat Duke in the Final Four. Yeah, yeah. You would be familiar yeah. with them. They uh, ended yeah. Mike Krzyzewski's career twice. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for the plug. That's that's why we have you on the show. Um, oh, yeah, I think I think Memphis might be might be a little bit worse. I think there's, then there's like those question mark teams, like right there. Obviously there's some bad teams at the end of the West. Utah's bad. San Antonio's bad. OKC's bad. Houston's bad. Those teams are terrible. What do you sort of, what do you do with New Orleans? Like how, how they look good on paper. I don't know they if got, I buy them. 
I am a, a known New Orleans hater. Really? Listen. When has CJ ever been a third piece? People are underrating this part, man. Zion ain't coming back and going, don't care, not involved. Like, he's going to have to take a back seat. And he's all a ball-dominant guard. That's all of their best, All of their best players want to dribble. All of their best players want to dribble. And that, that is the reason I'm, I'm concerned about them. Also, Brandon Ingram decommitted from North Carolina when he was 17 and went to Duke. And, like, I'll never forgive him. But uh, <laughs> he's really good. And he was great last year. But yeah. part of him being great was he got to be on the ball a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, CJ, the Pelicans literally just sent this out on social media. It's a highlight of CJ taking 12 dribbles and then a fadeaway 19 footer. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> it was like, it was like cross, 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 hesitation, cross, 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 hesitation, switch. Right. I'm like, I'm like, that's my guy. <laughs> that's yeah. what he does. But the best version of Zion we've seen is point Zion. So it's like, it's, it's. I have questions about them. I have no idea what to do with the Lakers. If Anthony Davis is one of the eight best players in the league again, they're going to be really good. I don't know what he's capable of. I don't know what regular season LeBron at 38 years old looks like. That's the, I have legitimate questions about those teams. How good can they be if they have to play Westbrook too, if they don't trade him? Like how good can you be with that Russell Westbrook? This is a different Russell Westbrook. Well, haven't you heard that Darvin Ham has been given the, given the green light to bench him? Talk about vibes. Those are not good vibes. Oh, Whatever's in LA is not good vibes. Oh right my goodness. Yeah. And oh, by the uh, way, Minnesota, they're going the Twin gonna Towers be... route. So Right. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got about them. I, what do you think about them? You know, I get it. it. It's a huge package to trade. I totally understand it. You just mortgaged everything. This league's weird, though. Everybody's tradable. And just as quickly as you traded some assets, you can get some of that back. I kind of like the move. I'm going to give you a hot take there. I kind of like it. It's like, Let's just lean into defense. We've got Cat. He can do the offensive thing. We got Ant. He can lean in and do the offensive thing. But let's go get some size. It hurts that they gave up Vanderbilt, I think. I thought he was a good role guy. But they're leaning in and taking on a, a defensive, a multi-defensive player of the year. What the hell? Roll the dice. You're Minnesota. Exactly. You, know, you have been one of the more incompetent franchises in league history. In, in North American sports history. One of the worst run franchise in North American sports history. Shout out to my beloved Colorado Rockies. But it has, it, they're up there. Uh, Phoenix Coyotes also should get a shout out in there too. It's like, it's. They're playing in a college arena. They are, a, they are the bottom barrel here in pro sports. But if, if Minnesota, if this doesn't work in the first year or two, this is the thing about the league, man. Oh, Minnesota. Is so screwed. Are they? They could trade cat and get like just half tra- of yeah, those assets exactly, back. I mean, come exactly. on. I know. I liked yeah. it. I thought it was worth the risk. Yeah. My, I think your point about Minnesota is the key. It's like, how does, how do non-glamour markets get better? They get better through the draft. Okay. Well, they've done a lot of drafting. How patient, how patient can you be? Mm-hmm. Seems like they nailed the, the ant pick. Seems like, you know, cat is still there closing in on a decade later. At some point you've got to swing. This is the thing that Blazer fans were screaming at their GM. You might miss. <laughs> you it's might very miss. Possible, but yeah. but you gotta. You at some point, if you are a team that's not going to be a player in free agency, which that's like twenty-two teams in the NBA, um, and you're not going to have like stuff that's tradable. If you can't trade D'Angelo Russell for something good, uh, then just switching Gary Trent for Norman Powell is not actually an upgrade to the roster. It just makes mm-hmm. you marginally better. At some point, you gotta go big. I I applaud them for the risk but I kind of think they top out as the fifth best team in the West. 
Yeah, no, I I think you know they I would maybe be surprised. maybe third in the regular season. Actually, that's what I'll say is I could see them striving in the regular season, kind of having what Portland's saying is like, oh, you guys don't think we can win? Okay, so we'll take it more seriously than some of these other teams. I mean, the point is basically we're mapping this out, and we're what six, seven teams already, and then yeah. there's question marks. It's like it's tough. It's not going to be easy. But again, the Lakers could completely crumble. The Pelicans could not be as good as people think they're going to be. Minnesota, maybe that doesn't gel. And it takes them two months because we always see that new thing take a minute. Maybe Dallas took a step back because Christian Wood is not Jalen Brunson. So can't dribble. They just have so few guys who could dribble. Yeah. And they're so, I mean, it's LeBron Cleveland vibes in Dallas right now. It's like, Hey, just save us, please do whatever you can. So Portland might find their way. They might find their little road into this Western conference conversation. I'm with you though. High end is six seed. I don't always agree with your thinking. I think at some point it's like, can we deliver a little more than just making the playoffs thing? Cause half the league does, but that's not what this year is going to be. This is not a championship contending season. This is a, how do we build it? And then maybe build it bigger for the second year under Joe Cronin. Okay. I'll disagree with you there. And I'll ask you this question. Where are you going to set up on Broadway when the championship parade goes down? Yeah. So a lot of people might instinctively go, I want to sit on the bridge. I want to be on the bridge. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm too much of an Oregonian my whole life, man. I ain't, I ain't testing that earthquake luck. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be on that bridge. So I'm going to find myself firmly based on the New Yorker article a couple of years ago, firmly at the beginning of the parade on the East side. And then if nothing transpires, I'll meander over and walk there over you go. to the West side. And, and then you'll make it to Pioneer Square for the yes. celebration. All right. All right. All right. I see you. I see you. Um, yeah. Will you bring your kids? I want to say yes, but they are going to see their father so hammered drunk That's that I, I don't know ask. if it's encouraging. <laughs> it's like a 10 a.m. party for their dad. Oh, dude. I'm going to be shirtless, probably wearing a blazer thong. I will be doing all kinds of things if this ever actually transpires. Yeah, um, I, 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 you know everyone's going to want to be at El Gaucho because that's where Dame is going to be excited about. So uh, if you're not, if you're, he's, he's dreaming of going past El Gaucho. Uh, the previous regime, that's where they would do all their meetings. Like that's where free agents would sign. They'd go, there's like a private room in El Gaucho and you'd go and you'd get a nice steak and you'd sign your contract. That's where Ed Davis and Al Farouk Aminu and those, the sort of early Olshay era team signed. I really wonder if Joe Cronin still uses, uh, still is an El Gaucho guy. That's something I'm going to try to find out this year. If El Gaucho is still a Portland front office thing. So I got a good story for you real quick. Um, so the, one of the first times I ever had El Gaucho uh, was, I think the year was 2011 or 2012. I'm, I'm blanking on the year, but I, I go to El Gaucho and I'm like, God, this food is amazing. Right. Look over. My brother-in-law is a huge Blazer fan. He goes, yo, hey, I'm like what? by the bar like by the bar he goes that's nolan smith and i go oh that's cool and it's no, he's a huge blazer fan so any player he sees like this is cool so he sees nolan smith and I'll, we get out and we happen to be leaving at the exact same time nolan smith is like waiting for a, I, maybe uber was around or maybe it's a taxi and he goes i go are you gonna go say hey because like you're such a fan just go say hey dude go blazers and he's always a little nervous to do it so he finally gets up the courage walks over to nolan goes, hey nolan go blazers and Nolan Smith's like, hey, thanks, man. And I go, hey, Nolan, go heels. And he looked at me so side-eyed. He could not believe. I think I might have been the first person in Portland. Absolutely. To, to not be super uber nice. And I finally said something to him that he was like, oh. And he started laughing. And he goes, we'll see about that this year, though. And I was like, no, but good luck this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 
Noel Smith had just had done a lot of winning at Duke, so he can't really harass him too hard. Um, I know. But I was always kind of rooting for the Tar Heels. Like I told you, Oregon State basketball was awful. Uh, Oregon hoops really wasn't amazing at when my youth. So I love Stackhouse. She, like I told you, I kind of rooted for the Tar Heels, and I always hated Duke. So I always had an allegiance to Listen, the Listen, that's, that's just the right way to be. I mean, just this is the right way to act. Thanks again to Brandon for joining the program. Brandon's going to be on the podcast later this week as well as we continue our conversation. Uh, We're going to talk Shaden Sharp. We're going to talk Gary Payton. We're going to have a whole bunch of fun on Wednesday's show. So make sure you come back and listen to that one. You are listening right now. It's your Monday, August 15th show. Come back Wednesday for more. We're three days a week right now in August. So we're still having a ton of fun. So tell your friends about this podcast. Come back and listen. I appreciate you. Talk to you soon.